You're listening to episode 26 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a holistic nutritionist and women's lifestyle coach living in Hamilton, Ontario in Canada. And here on the Room to Grow podcast, I bring you thoughts or guests in areas of nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, and entrepreneurship that will help you gain confidence so you can stress less and elevate yourself to create the life you love. We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast today. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about structure, routine, uh, how we kind of might feel after coming off of summer, headed into fall a little bit, some of the benefits and also some of the pitfalls of getting a little too stuck in routine as well. So I'm really excited about this. It's been uh, on my mind a lot for uh, for a few reasons, and I've been talking to some clients about it and gotten some really interesting answers. So I'm really excited to, uh, to dive into that. Um, first, I just want to let you know that if you are listening to this podcast in real time, I have a brand new, uh, totally free masterclass coming up on Thursday, September 20th at 8 p.m. So I've been talking to a lot of women lately about um, what their biggest issues are with food and what is sort of affecting them the most. Why can't they reach their goals? Why are they they struggling a little bit? And the same types of things keep coming up, which is stress and feeling like you don't have enough willpower and really this all or nothing mindset that we get stuck in this sort of um, this whole idea that If we're on a diet or if we're just trying to be really restrictive about a particular food or or types of foods and we go off of that a little bit, we feel so derailed that we just want to throw in the towel and give up completely. And then we have a really hard time finding that in between, finding that sort of more moderate approach that can have us actually enjoying the foods we eat without stressing about it all the time. So this is a brand new masterclass. I've never offered anything like this before, and I'm really, really excited about it. Uh, But you do need to register. And if for some reason you can't make that particular time, then I will definitely send you the recording if you sign up as well. So the link to that will be in the show notes. If you're listening to this on a particular app or anything like that, it will actually be hyperlinked right in the show notes. So just take a quick peek at that and uh, you can jump right into them from there to grab your spot. So that is Thursday, September 20th, uh, 2018, depending on, on when you're hearing this. So let's get into this a little bit because fall is a really interesting time of year because it sort of signals this huge transition, I feel like, almost more than the new year in my mind. Um, I've never been a huge fan of, of New Year's and like New Year's resolutions or anything like that anyway. And I do feel as though fall has really taken over as being one of the most transitionary periods all year long because it really signals the beginning of, uh, for a lot of people, the school year. Anyone who is a parent or if you're in school yourself, that obviously will be when you, you head back to school typically. Um, for a lot of people, if you're looking at uh, like teachers or anybody like that, you might be coming off of a summer off and headed back to, to work. Um, summer vacations, all this type of stuff where we typically have a lot more play and maybe not as much structure depending on your situation. Whereas fall is really the signal of, of a shift, both mentally, emotionally, sometimes physically as well. 
gyms usually get pretty busy, I find, in, uh, in the fall too. And I know in the health and, and wellness industry in general, September is usually very busy, often even more so than January, which I, I was surprised to learn a few years ago, but I, I've started to understand it a bit more because it really does signal a big uh, mental shift. Summer, we, we have in our minds as more relaxed and more playtime and more social time and you know, patio season and, and all these amazing things that, that uh, I love so much about summer. And then fall is sort of building in more structure, getting back to eating a particular way, potentially um, getting back to, to routine in terms of maybe bedtimes, like what time you go to bed is, is probably earlier in the fall for a lot of people than it is in the summer. Um, getting up potentially a little bit earlier, especially if you know, you've got to get kids up for school or if you're headed to work, whereas you had more time off in the summer, anything like that. So it can be a really big change and routine can be really, really helpful. It can be so helpful. That's one of the things that we're going to talk about a little bit today, actually, because it can build a, a lot of different habits into our lives that can keep us healthy. It can be great. There can also be another side to that. We might have, we might sort of fall into routines that might not be quite as good for us or feel quite as good either. But play in the summer can be a really great reminder to slow down, to, to play more often, to incorporate some of the things that we love most about summer, because I don't really know many people who dislike summer, <laughs> uh, to incorporate more of the things that we love about it into our everyday life for the rest of the year. I mean, why wait for only two or three months per year? I'm up here in Canada, so I know that the, the seasons are obviously much more distinct here than they are in, in uh, other areas, like particularly warmer climates, where it's usually, you know, shorts and t-shirt weather all year long. So it's, it, it's definitely more distinct this time of year, but I think everyone does feel this a little bit, regardless of your climate, that there is just this shift and that we all tend to look forward to summer as just a more relaxed time, just to, to be a little bit more chill, to allow ourselves to relax to play more all of those awesome things and I think that one of the things that I want to challenge today is to pick some of those things that you love about summer and place them in your normal I'm using air quotes over here your normal everyday life the rest of the time I think that that can be really important because so often we'll get stuck in the the go 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 you know schedules and being busy and, and all of these things wearing busy as a badge of honor and we forget that one of the reasons why we love summer so much is because we can relax more. And yes, it can feel difficult to do that some days. Totally. It's, you know, we're, we just might have a lot more going on other times of the year. But there are aspects that we can bring into it. And the other thing that I want to really challenge you to think about is to start figuring out what routines are working for you and which ones aren't. So a lot of us actually crave fall, some because of the weather. <laughs> I, I prefer to keep it a little bit warmer, but that's fine. Um, but also because of this shift back in routines and because some of us will crave the routine. We, we don't do as well being unstructured and we need a little bit more routine to feel more centered and to be able to function at our highest level, essentially what we consider to be our highest level. And when we're out of routine, it can actually start to cause some anxiety. Um, if you want to go back to episode 25, I was talking all about dealing with anxiety in my own life and some of the effects that it can have uh, every day. 
And when I get too far out of routine for too long, I find that I do actually get quite anxious and I have to really pull myself back to sort of happiness habits that really keep me on track and building out routine around some of those sort of happiness habits. Um, so that might look like uh, getting back to the gym on a, on a more regular basis to lift some heavy weights. That's one of my favorite things to do. Um, eating particular meals. Even something like in the summer, maybe you have a smoothie for breakfast and then the rest of the year you have, uh, I don't know, a bowl of cereal because it's faster. Well, maybe if you love the smoothies and you actually start to notice that you just feel better with the smoothies, then maybe you can find a way to make a really quick smoothie uh, the rest of the time and it doesn't have to be just for summer. That's just one really small example, but there are these little small aspects from different seasons that we can introduce at different times to fit our own lives. And sometimes we need to shake up these routines to make sure that we aren't getting too comfortable. I also talk about uh, sort of stepping into discomfort a lot more in episode 18. I'll reference all these uh, in the show notes. And when we start to get used to stepping into discomfort and getting uncomfortable, that can really build our confidence in more than one way. That's not typically limited to just that one change that we're making. That can be applicable across the board because when you make one change and you go, wow, I survived that. <laughs> and then you go, okay, well then maybe I can survive the next thing. And that just leads into building more and more confidence. It's really incredible how it can all sort of snowball. But routines, like routines have lots of great things to them. One of the things that they can do is provide a lot of familiarity and organization. And they can make you really efficient because routines sort of come from automating certain aspects of your life. So normally they're born from us figuring out what is potentially the easiest or the fastest way to do something. And once we figure it out, then we stick to it, which makes sense, right? I mean, obviously we want to do things in, in the most efficient way, at least for, for certain aspects of our lives. And if we can build a routine around those types of things, perfect. That's great. Routines are also really closely tied to willpower and motivation as well. I mean, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but willpower is not finite and motivation also isn't going to show up for you every day. You can't depend on either one of those things. And that's one of the biggest mistakes that, that people make. That's also one of the things that I'm going to be discussing in my, my free masterclass on September 20th is the fact that we can't depend on, on willpower to get us through the day because willpower is basically like a muscle and when we overuse it, which often happens when, you know, we're making decisions all day long and then typically people will usually end up telling me that they, and I've gone through this myself, is that if they're going to overeat or, you know, be snacking on foods that they're trying to avoid or anything like that, it usually happens in the evening. And that's not surprising to me because we've been making little tiny micro decisions all day long. And at some point that willpower muscle is just going to get tired and it's going to give out. And that's usually when we start snacking. So it's really, it, they're very closely connected and something like motivation as well. I always tell people that if they want to make a change to their body, for example, we have to really break down and figure out your why, why you want to make 
that change because that that finding that bigger purpose is what is going to get you through the day on the days when motivation doesn't show up because motivation is not always going to show up for you. I'm just going to be brutally honest with you that we've all had days where we don't want to eat the healthy breakfast and we would rather eat, I don't know, uh, freshly buttered scones piled with layers of bacon, <laughs> right? There's going to be days when we don't want to go to the gym as much as we might love working out. We just don't really want to get out of bed. And yes, of course, there are going to be times when you know, you just need to give your body a rest or something like that. But then there's the days where it's just that you don't really want to. You feel fine. It's just kind of meh. I don't, I don't really feel like it. Motivation is not always going to show up. We can't depend on it. So we have to come up with the bigger purpose and building a routine can be a really big part of that. I, yes, you'll have to make use of things like willpower and motivation at the beginning of creating a routine. But once it's established, which is usually, I would say over a number of weeks, there's, there's controversy on that. Some people say 21 days, but it, it can be longer than that uh, to really establish a, a true routine depending on, on what it is. But once you, you have established it and once you've, you've practiced it and you've built that in to automate it in your head, it's, you're not going to have to rely on willpower and motivation anymore. And then you can use momentum to your advantage instead. Because that's almost like a little form of built-in accountability once you've built a routine. It's actually pretty cool that way. So let's say going on uh, a walk every day. And maybe you have, uh, I don't know, like a little steps app on your phone. I just found that I have one on my phone the other day and I had no idea that it was on my iPhone. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's been tracking me this whole time, which I don't know whether to be creeped out about or not. Uh, so something like that, you might start to check that. And it's almost like a little mental checklist where when you see those steps adding up every day and you see that you went for a walk every day that gives you the momentum and you just want to keep it going it's just sort of natural human tendency that we just want to keep that going that can be a downfall if you're building a routine that you don't want to stick around that you are trying to break and replace with something else but if it's if it's something like you've built in some habit that you really love and that makes you feel really good then that's a really, really great way to keep it going and using that momentum to your advantage. This is why developing healthy habits is, is important and so helpful because once you've created a habit out of it, you can keep it up to start making big, big shifts in your life, which is incredible. Um, there's also episode 19, uh, Reprogramming Your Brain for Habit Change with my guest, uh, Elizabeth Sherman. That's a really, really great episode to go back and reference because we, we dig into this a lot and breaking apart habit change to really get to the nitty gritty of how we can actually go about building that change from the ground up and not depending on these things like willpower and motivation all the time. It's really, really fascinating stuff. I know I mentioned um, willpower and making all kinds of decisions before as well. Decision fatigue is real. And one quote that I, I found to describe it was the decline in the quality of decisions that are made by a person after many decisions have been made in a row. So one great example that always comes to mind is President Obama. Um, and I don't believe he's the only president to do this, but I think he was uh, the one who it was sort of publicized the most was that he had all kinds of suits lined up that were identical virtually in his closet. So he could just open his closet, grab a suit that was probably the same suit as the day before, 
um, same color, I mean, different suit, but same colors and, and all that. So he didn't have to make all kinds of decisions about what to wear. And something that small can actually make such a huge difference because think about it. it <laughs> he had a lot of other decisions to make <laughs> in a day. So that's really closely related to willpower. Like I said before about willpower being a muscle and that we can't depend on that to get us through the day all the time, especially when it comes to things like food and everything else. Decision fatigue is really real. And when we build routine up in a lot of areas, you can prevent yourself from being so exhausted by making quite so many of these micro decisions all day, every day. And that just allows you to get in in better flow. Something else that I have really noticed is moving from a corporate job with hours of eight to five. I had a, a long commute, et cetera, all of that uh, to working from home with basically zero structure. Going from one to the other has been a little bit rocky for me. <laughs> I, I'm going to end up doing a full episode on this, but routine has been on my mind a lot lately because I've been essentially handed a clean slate to build my own schedule from the ground up. And I'm so grateful for that. That is an enormous gift. And it's, although it's also a little bit daunting and it has really challenged me to figure out what's working and what isn't. Because I think that sometimes we need to get super clear on the sneaky little ways that our schedules can get derailed. For me, it's Instagram, totally Instagram. And I've started putting my phone on airplane mode uh, way more often setting pretty strict rules for myself. Sometimes I even turn my phone off entirely to avoid the temptation and really focus on my work. Other times I found uh, switching environments. So lately I've found that I've just gotten distracted being at home because I'll be looking around and there's other things that I could be doing, even if it's something like laundry or something like that. And that's, that's great. You like to take a little break or something, but I've, I've actually started uh, working at coffee shops a lot more often and getting a Done, done. I've been knocking out a ton of work, just an absolute shitload of work every time I go to coffee shops, because just the, the shift in environment can change up my entire routine. And it's really refreshing. It's actually really cool to see how one simple change can switch your entire routine to get an entirely different result. So I think that's something really important. And that, that's really my ultimate goal of this entire episode is to get you to start looking at your routines a little bit more closely because a lot of times we have habits and routines that we aren't even thinking twice about because they've become automatic. So we aren't even associating it in our heads as a routine. We aren't consciously thinking of it that way. But most of our days are likely run by routine, essentially. The own, the, our, our own routine that we have built for ourselves and we just aren't even noticing that and when, when we get very clear on it, then it becomes much easier to start introducing small changes that can get you totally different results. So it's really, really interesting to see how all of this is, is related. And if you struggle with your phone as much as I do, <laughs> I really like the app moment, um, because you can track, it tracks not only how many hours you're spending on your phone, but it also tracks uh, amount of time spent on individual apps. And it is both frightening, eye-opening, and very educational. <laughs> and I highly recommend it. It's a really, really great uh, option to go check out. I'm not sponsored by them or anything like that. I just, uh, I think that it's a really, really helpful tool to use. I, one of the other things that I have really 
found with shifting from corporate to working from home is that everything has been turned upside down and that that you can also have the illusion of having more time than you actually do. I'm somebody who, who struggles with this sometimes anyway. I will often, I definitely do better with deadlines, but sometimes I will try to pack so much into a, a tiny short period of time right before a deadline that doesn't even necessarily have anything to do with the task. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if anyone's with me on this, but sometimes when you're headed out to the door to an event, but you want to make sure that you do the dishes and you clean the floor and like three other things before you actually step out the door, even though you might only have 35 minutes before you have to leave and you probably still have to shower and dry your hair or whatever. <laughs> Tell me I'm not the only one here who, who does that. I will totally try to pack all of it in and I can do everything at an, an alarmingly fast rate and get most of it done, but at what cost? And I'm just stressing myself out. <laughs> So it's, it's really weird when you start looking at routines a little bit differently that way and breaking them down to see what's helping you and what might actually be hurting you and starting to readjust that a little bit because you're getting to know yourself better. You're getting to know your, your own habits a little bit better so that you can make the shifts to change it up. Remember that, that it is, it's all about the quality of your routines. Like, yes, routines can be awesome, but it depends on whether they're actually benefiting you or not. Are you having ice cream for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Might not feel that great. <laughs> just, just a guess. I'm not, I'm not bashing ice cream. Ice cream's great, but three times a day might be overdoing it. Or are you making a routine of fitting in a walk every morning? Right? Like, look at the, the quality of those two routines. The difference being that is going for a walk every morning going to pour back into your cup? Is it going to actually energize you or wake you up or you know, give you some ideas for some new project you're working on? Whereas ice cream three times a day, you're probably going to feel a little bit lethargic, maybe a bit overdosed on sugar, uh, potentially like low energy, not ideal. Like I, I can probably guess that you won't feel fantastic having three times, three, three scoops of ice cream every single day, uh, three times a day anyway, um, compared to something like fitting in a walk every day. So I want to give you some examples that you can potentially work with here. And if your schedule allows, maybe you change the time of day you work out to see if your energy is better, or if you feel stronger, sleep better, or if it, you know, if it makes more sense to your schedule. All of those things can have a huge impact, but sometimes we just get stuck. We're like, well, I just, I go to the gym every day at 6 a.m. It's just what I do. And if that's all your schedule will allow, awesome. That's, that's great. That's, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Sometimes it's just about trying something new. And this is where I really bring the summer comparison in because I know in, in my life, summer is often when I will try the most new things. Like I'll, I'll try a different type of schedule or because there's less structure. Or I'll try, you know, a different type of food or a different workout because it's, it's nicer outside. So maybe I do a different type of workout that's outdoors. All of those types of things can be awesome in the moment. And then as soon as a different season comes, they just go out the window and we just only associate that with summer. There's no reason why we can't pull some of that in to our everyday life the rest of the year. I think that's a great idea. I'm, I'm actually a huge fan of things like morning workouts, but some days I'll go later in the day and find that my energy is way heavier, or sorry, it's way higher and I can lift heavier weights. 
And that is always really eye-opening to me because I'm like, okay, well, I personally would rather go first thing in the morning, but maybe my body's talking to me a little bit. And if I can swing it, maybe later in the day is better. So at least try out maybe once or twice a week to shift things a little bit and see how it goes. Food is another area where we can get into very strong routines with food. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I sometimes will get stuck on a particular meal and eat it until I'm so sick of it I can't look at it anymore. And then I'll move on to something else. It's so funny. But we also might be ignoring things like hunger cues and eating at particular times because that's what we're used to. Or maybe you find that you're more likely to listen to hunger cues on a summer schedule or in the summer because you don't have set breaks in your schedule to eat, like a lunch hour at work or eating based on when your kids are hungry or something like that. It's sleep. I think I've mentioned sleep as well. You know, maybe you uh, have been going to bed too late and hitting snooze 17 times in the morning versus going to bed at an earlier hour and waking up feeling more rested. So this is also, again, another example of differences between routines that can help us and serve us and routines that can hinder us. And when we don't think of them as routines, we will just fall into the trap of thinking, oh, that's just, that's just how it is. That's just how I am. That's just what I do. And we fall back on that without challenging ourselves to step out of that box, step out of that box that we've placed ourselves in so that we can get really clear on exactly what it is that we're doing. And when we can get clear on that, then we can start to make a change. We can start to go, okay, well, you know, this isn't really working for me that well. Maybe I need to shift things a little bit. And yes, it is going to take some willpower and motivation to maybe introduce that change at first. But once you can start to build a routine around that shift, it's going to be much more automated. You're going to feel great depending, you know, as long as it's like suiting your body and stuff like that. Even if you try a new routine or habit and it doesn't work for you, great. At least you tried it. At least you, you mixed it up. You shifted things a little bit to shake it up and introduce some sort of change to see what's working, to really check in with yourself and see what's working and what isn't. So I just want to remind you to experiment and let things go a little bit differently sometimes. Try not to be so rigid about particular routines because sometimes we don't realize that we need a change until we do it. And then we go, damn, why did I wait so long? <laughs> why did I wait this long to make this one simple switch that is making me feel awesome or is giving me so much more energy or whatever it is that, that you're switching, whatever it is that, however that looks for you, all it can take sometimes is something super, super simple. I was talking to a podcast guest. Uh, the interview will be airing in, in a few weeks earlier today. And she was saying that uh, she was having a hard time convincing herself to go out to some big outing. And that once she went afterwards, she realized that she had an amazing time and that it was exactly what she needed. And that's, that's a, just one really great example of taking a step to push yourself outside your comfort zone. I know I always talk about the comfort zone, but the, it's really important. And this is why <laughs> when we take the step to push ourselves outside of our comfort zone, it can open up so many opportunities and so many new things to us that we didn't even realize we needed until we did it. 
And when we get too stuck in routine, too rigid, and we're not willing to be flexible at all, we might miss a lot of those opportunities. So whatever you love about your favorite season, whatever you love most about, about your routines, about your various habits, or if there's something new you want to try, I'm challenging you to, to take some of those and build them into your everyday life if you don't currently have them. Or if you already do have existing routines, shake it up a little bit and give it a couple days too because the, the first day just might feel a little weird for you. Try it for a couple days and see how it feels because you might find that after a couple of days of switching it up, you can start to see how much better you're feeling or how much better that's, you know, this, this one thing is working for you. Whatever that looks like, it can make some big, big shifts for you in huge ways that you wouldn't even expect. So don't hold on to routines out of fear. Don't hold on to routines out of fear because we can often do that without even associating it as fear in our heads. I mean, one, one example that comes to mind about this is I used to freak out if I didn't have access to all of my own food. I'll feel like shit. I'm going to, uh, you know, have to burn this off at the gym tomorrow. If I, if I don't have access to like vegetables, just ridiculous things that would actually stop me from going to certain events with friends and social gatherings and stuff like that. It was crazy. It didn't even make any sense, but that was one of my routines was that I was, I was so set and so rigid in my routine of eating all my own food that I never wanted to step out of that, out of fear, and think of all the things I probably missed out on. And how much more I enjoyed life, frankly, once I decided that that was no longer an option. That if I was going to go to a social event, I was just going to go and enjoy it and make the best of what was there, as opposed to freaking out and worrying all the time because it's not worth it. So if you want more information on changing up your current routines, your current habits, make sure to sign up for the masterclass uh, September 20th. It's my three life-changing secrets to conquering stress, willpower, the all or nothing mindset, quitting dieting forever. That's really the, my ultimate goal here because I just talked to so many women who are, who are struggling with this and having a really hard time figuring out what to eat and when to eat and how to fit great eating habits into their day and into their routine. And it's, it's, it doesn't have to be as hard as we make it sometimes. And I've been there. I have, I've been there where I made it so hard for myself that it seemed unreasonable to expect anything different. And there is a better way to do it. There are better ways to do it. So I hope that you can take a lot out of this in terms of shaking up your routine, um, building in a little less structure sometimes, or maybe there's some areas where you need a little bit more structure, especially depending on, on the season and how fall feels for you compared to something like summer that we're coming out of. And I would love to hear more about this. So if you would head over to the Room to Grow podcast Facebook group, I'd love to see you in there. I would love to get your thoughts on this and really hear what you have to say because I think it's a really fascinating topic and I love hearing about how other people are designing their lives around certain routines. I think it's so cool. I think it's so fascinating. I'm such a habit nerd and I would love to hear your thoughts on that. And please screenshot this episode, share it on social media. I'm over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach. 
um, and share it with, with somebody who needs it. I would absolutely love that. And I'd love to connect with you in person and thank you for listening. So have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. All show notes and references can be found over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. And can you do me one huge favor before you go though? If you can take a, take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media, I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you and thank you. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would go a long way and make such a huge difference. It really helps to get the word out there, get more amazing guests on the show and helps to get all of this information out to the world. Looking forward to growing with you.